Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Suns Report podcast on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. My name is John, and I'm your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matthew. How are you today, my good friend? Good, John. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. good. Uh, we're, re- we're recording this on a Saturday here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, not too much to talk about as far as Phoenix Suns basketball going on, but this is our Ask Us Anything podcast 3.0, and this is something that we hit people up on Twitter, on our Facebook pages, and we just said, hey, ask us anything. You got anything you want us to discuss? We'll talk about it. We did receive some great response, so again, thank you for that. Thank you for emailing us, thesunsreport at gmail.com, to do so. We truly appreciate it. We love sitting around talking suns or talking about anything at all, really. I mean, if you listen to our our last podcast that we put out on Saturday, uh, you know, we were just talking about movies and video games and Breaking Bad or whatever. So, you know, this one will have a lot more basketball-based questions, and uh, we're hoping that you look forward to listening to it. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at the Suns Report. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Darth Voida. Matthew? I am at Matthew. Let's see. Yeah, that sounds about right. Again, make sure that you stop by brightsideofthesun.com and nominate or contribute to local businesses that are currently being affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. So thank you for doing that. We truly appreciate it. One thing I've been doing to pass the time is doing this right here. So I'm going to continue doing this as we talk on our Ask Us Anything 3.0 podcast. All right, Matthew. So our Ask Us Anything 3.0 podcast, the first thing I want to talk about today from fadeaway.net, and they proposed the top five teams for Brandon Ingram to land this offseason, seeing as he's going to be a free agent. There's not a lot of big free agent names this offseason. I know that Anthony Davis is one, but he's going to resign with the Lakers. But other than that, I mean, there's not a lot of huge names. So Brandon Ingram is someone who is interesting, and fadeaway.net actually has the Suns being one of the top five teams. What are your thoughts on that? Let's get into this, dude. Yeah, This is some guy I've I've loved him for forever, mm-hmm. ever since being a Laker. Um. Once he was drafted with the Lakers, I was like, fuck. Yeah, when I woke up this morning, I saw the same thing. I was like, oh my God, he's a free agent. So I looked, went to basketballreference.com just to double check. Mm-hmm. He is a free agent. I had no idea till yeah. today. So this is, yeah. I mean, if this happens, we're not going to have Kelly Oubre, right? That's probably right. Ingram can play the three or the four. I know, but contract-wise, we're going to have to sign him to a big contract. No, right? yeah, you're right. I mean, Kelly Oubre would be... Ixnaid. Yeah, We'd have to trade that's him. That's how everything always ends up on this podcast. I know. And Kelly Oubre is gone. Yeah, or maybe not. <laughs> well, but, but again, you look at all the assets of the Sun. He's the one that is the most... One, he's flexible. It's a flexible contract. It's yeah. nothing that's too crazy. It's not. And But it's also... It's only good for one more year. Yeah. Whereas you still have control over everybody else for the next two years at least. So Dude. he is someone who is appealing to something so you can relieve your cap space by moving Kelly Oubre in order to bring a man, a Brandon Ingram in if you yeah. were to do so. Well, if he comes to the team, so that's going to be the ultimate starting lineup going into next year. If we have him at the four and then Mikel at the three, you know, Booker, Rubio, Aiton, that looks better than what we have right now with the Bobra. Just I, by agreed. Little, yeah, maybe not even a little bit a lot. That'd be fantastic because he's going to win um, probably most improved player of the year. Yes, this year so, without a doubt. But also he's an all-star too. But he has even more to prove and more to grow. 
Mm-hmm. So it's going to be still, great. Still super young, uh, very flexible mm-hmm. as far as where he can play on the court, very diverse in the way that he can score, which yes. Kelly Oubre, as much as I love him, isn't unbelievably diverse in the way he can score. He can hit big threes, and he can drive to the hoop and dunk. Yeah. I don't see a lot of mid-range shots with Kelly Oubre. No, no, he's always he's always had that little thing where he like rises above the crowd and shoots, which he's good at that little mm-hmm. stop and pops. Yeah. But getting around the defender, he's not very good at. He yeah. runs into the defender. He doesn't. He can't get around him like Brandon Ingram can. Agreed. So having him at the four, I just I would I would probably cry a little bit just knowing that this is probably going to be a finally like a a playoff team. If we get Brandon Ingram, I yeah. I honestly believe that is yeah. because right now you don't have consistent scoring from three people. You have Devin Booker who can give you consistent scoring. You have DeAndre Ayton who can give you consistent scoring. And Kelly Oubre is at like 17 points a game. So I would call that somewhat consistent. But you bring a Brandon Ingram who's going to give you 20, 22 to like 25 points a game. Like now you're yeah. – now, now there, there's a guaranteed without including the other two starters or any of the bench, there's 70 points right there every game yeah. between those three. Who were the other four teams? Uh, the other four teams were the Atlanta Hawks. The New Orleans Pelicans bringing yeah, him back. They would have to. The Charlotte Hornets and the Miami Heat. Okay. Obviously, I think that seeing him on Miami would be tough because they're a really good team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. The, of the five teams there, that's uh, the best team. I think him going back to New Orleans might be appealing to him because it's a place that he knows. And you got like Lonzo Ball, who he knows, and Zion's on the team. And then, yeah. you know, I don't think the Charlotte Hornets or the the Hawks might be appealing as well because, again, you have Trey Young, you have Jason Collins. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. I, I feel know. like of those five teams, the Suns might be the least appealing. Yeah. If, if there's a way we can keep Kelly, I don't know if that would help, but that would be funny to watch him and Kelly on the, on the court together because they kind of look from similar a little bit. Kind of. Ingram is longer, a little bit skinnier, but they kind of look the same. That would be interesting. That would be cool. And a lot of tattoos and everything. Yeah, a lot of tattoos. All right, here's a random one I just came across. All right, so you are in lockdown, okay? The only food items you have to survive are items with the letters of your first name keeping you alive. What are yours? So M. Mac and cheese. Okay. A. Um, A, apples. Okay. Yeah. You like apples? Nope. Oh, well then. Not really? Okay. Well, they'll be off to the side. Applesauce. What about, ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, what about tea? Uh, two T's here, so I'm going to go Tiger Milks, Power Bars. Ooh, yeah, yeah Tiger, Milks, Tiger are Milks are legit. Those are really good. And the other T, let's do uh, Twix Candy Bars. Mm. Yeah. Okay, good call, good call. And what's, the, what's the next H? letter? H. Um, hay. Ooh, yeah, you yeah. you do kind of look like a horse. Yeah. Yeah, you I definitely need that hay. <laughs> I like that. Maybe that's to keep your turtle alive. Yeah. E would be... Um, that's, I don't escargot. Is this, escargot. What, what is escargot is actually really good. I can't even think about it. Um, I'm sure someone's listening. They're like, "E, come on, there's something great." They're like, "Duh, it, there's, yeah. there's email." So, well, W would be watermelon, and then E would be um, elephant husks. Wow, those are illegal yeah. in this country. Well, All right, tastes good. All right, so mine is John. So I don't I don't get as many foods <laughs> to survive on, and that's pretty. I got some fucked up letters. J, um, jambalaya. Jumbo that's is pretty right? good. Okay, yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, that's a good first choice. Um, o, octopus. I freaking hate octopus. Octopusy. I freaking hate octopusy too. Uh, I don't know what an O is. Oxtails. How come we can't think of any? <laughs> I don't know. This is weird. H should be like ham sandwiches. Oh, there you I'm go. I'm down with that. Ham. 
N would be noodles, I guess. Oh, you win. Why don't I have have P in my name? Like pizza. (laughs) The answer is pizza. Pizza. Oh, what could O be? Um, Ostrich burgers. Those are good. Yeah, I didn't really like those. Oh. I've had those at the Ostrich Festival in Chandler. Just feels wrong. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, Anyways, yeah, that was fun, (laughs) huh? All right. next? Next one up. If you could bring back one former player who is currently playing in the NBA for the Phoenix Suns, who would it be? Which is a great question. Mm-hmm. So, who do you got? Here's a list I got. Let's take a look at some of Ryan McDonough's big, biggest mistakes. Okay, so you have Markeith Morris, Goran Dragic, PJ Tucker, Eric Bledsoe, Marcus Morris, TJ Warren, Alex Len, Tarek Jones Jr., Dragon Bender, Ryan Anderson, Josh Jackson, Marquise Chris, Tyson Chandler, Alfred Payton, and go on and on and on. Of all of these guys, who would I bring back? For this team, right now, the one guy I would bring back is Airplane Mo Jones. And here's why. We don't have a backup two-guard. Mm-hmm. I know that he kind of plays as a small forward, but I would bring him back as a two-guard because I feel like he would fit into this team. Yeah. Of all of those guys, that's who I would bring back. Okay. What about you? I would go P.J. Tucker. I P.J. Tucker was my first choice, Yeah. but you'd have to have him come off the bench, and I don't know if he'd want to do that. Well, it depends. I mean, if he's coming back now, of course he wouldn't be uh, too happy, but we didn't, we missed the corner threes, the defensive intensity, him and Mikkel Bridges. I, see, I don't know. Maybe he would start over Mikkel. I don't know. I wouldn't want that because I want I Mikkel want to either. continue yeah, to flourish, I and I don't want anything to bring in Mikkel and, and stop his development as a player. That's yeah. what's been fun about watching him this season is he started off on the bench, and you're like, okay, well, let's get him some time. Let's get him some time because you could see the growth from year one to year two. And once he was inserted into that starting lineup, you saw even more growth. Yeah. So last thing you want to do is like, hey, by the way, Mikhail, kick it on the bench. We got PJ, old ass Tucker yeah. back. Well, that's the thing with these players. It's like you want them to come back and play, but you want them to be six men, but they don't want to be. It's like TJ Warren. I was like, I love to have him. I love TJ. Yeah, but there's no way you could six, he d- six he man. He doesn't him. want to be a six man. So that's why I said Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, He's already... you're right. You win this one. Uh, are you sure not? Not Eric Bledsoe? You don't want that guy? Fuck no. All right. We could bring back... Let's bring back Eric Bledsoe. And DePansom? And DePansom for one game. Yeah. Uh, and have him be the water boy. He could be the guy who like wipes the sweat up on the after free throws. Yeah. We'll bring him he, back for that. He would like that. He would probably love that. All right. Next question actually comes from the Tan Man. Ooh, my favorite. Let's run an all-time Suns USA versus world team. So going head-to-head, you got the Phoenix world team. Mm-hmm. So who's on that? So what you got? So for the world, it'd be Steve Nash. At point, point guard. guard yep. Shooting guard, Goran Dragic. Small forward, Leandro Barbosa. Power forward, Boris Yao. Center, DeAndre Ayton or slash marching guard, Todd. I mean, that would be Ayton there. Yeah, it would be Ayton. Okay, so for the USA team. USA team. Jason Kidd at point guard. Kevin Johnson at shooting guard. I'd say probably Devin Booker at shooting guard there. Sorry, Tan Man, but Booker's a better two guard. Uh, small forward, the man, Sean Marion. Power forward, Charles Barkley. Center, Amari Stoudemire. So who would win in that game? Oh, definitely USA. This is basically our all-time Suns team. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Without Steve Nash, mm-hmm. the Team USA. So I'm going Team USA on this one, man. Yeah, it's got to be Team USA. I think that, again, Steve, or let's, let's just go you know, position by position. Steve Nash versus Jason Kidd. That's a win for the world. Goran Dragic over Devin Booker. That's a win for Team USA, right? Yeah. All right. Small forward, Leandro Barbosa. I mean, that, we're just trying to make that one fit at this point. Yeah. Over Sean Marion. Sean Marion's dominating him. 
All right, Charles Barkley over Boris Diaw. The the I think that one goes to Sir Charles, right? Yeah. And then Amari Stoudemire over DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton currently would lose to Stoudemire. I feel like yeah. in time it might be DeAndre Ayton because I feel though, like he's a yeah. little more technically sound. Ayton is basically a little bit bigger Stoudemire. Yes. For the future. Yes, true. Wide shoulders. Uh, can dominate inside and, and yeah. actually shoot a jump shot, which is mm-hmm. one thing I always loved about Amari. So who wins this round? Team USA, USA, USA. Mm-hmm. All right, here's another one that I saw on the Valley of the Suns website. Which players with expiring contracts should the Suns bring back next season? So our choices are Aaron Baines, Frank Kaminsky, Dario Sarge, Javon Carter, or Czech Diallo. You can only bring back one next year. Who are you bringing back? Okay, so if someone can be a sixth man again, let's do this. Uh, Dario Saric, let's bring this guy back and bring him off the bench. But that's not going to happen probably because he wants to be a starter. So uh, Javon well, Carter, of course. Well, well, let's back up there, okay? Dario Saric. Well, let's just go through the list real quick. Aaron Baines is gone. He's going right? to be gone. He's going to be gone. Again, I've said a this before. A loved one is going to leave us again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very true, very true. But he's going to get paid somewhere. Whatever... The Suns will have the ability to offer him. He can get a, a bigger team, a top five team, will pay him $10, $11 million a year to be their sixth man coming off the bench center slash power forward. The Suns don't have the money to do that, nor do I feel like we should do that. Frank Kaminsky, just bye, Frank. I like, I yeah. loved you. It was fun. You know, Frank and Baines, it was fun having you guys around, but I don't feel like he should be brought back. Even on, I don't care if you're paying him $4 million a year. We don't really need Frank Kaminsky. Now that being said, you're gonna need somebody to back up DeAndre Ayton, right? Yeah. Well, did you did he back up Frank or DeAndre Ayton that much? Well, no, because Ayton was on suspension for the most part. And yeah. Once he came back, Kaminsky was injured. Yeah. You know, because he got injured in early January. So, but he's seven feet tall. He's yeah. Your, I know. He's your backup five. So the Suns, if we don't bring back Frank Kaminsky, we'll have to bring in a backup five. I don't know who that is, but I don't think Frank's the guy. Probably Brandon keep. Ingram. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no, <laughs> but he wouldn't be the five. Uh, Dario Sarge, to your point, I really like Dario Sarge. I think he'd be a fantastic backup four. The market needs to be set on him because, to your point, he wants to be a starting four. But where is he going to go in the league and be a starting four? He's on one of the worst teams in the NBA, and he can't Spurs? even. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm just saying, he looks like he would be a spur. Well, that's because he's white. <laughs> but again, I think that uh, if the market is set on him to where he's not going to be a backup, or I mean, where, I'm sorry, where he is going to be a backup, then I say bring back Dario, without yeah. a doubt. Javon Carter, he's one of those guys who's he's got a great defensive mindset. I think that the Suns will be willing to pay him a little bit of money, and I would love, of this list, he's who I would like to bring back. I don't think he'll be brought back just because of his defensive intensity that he showcased and the ability to hit the three. I think very similar to Aaron Baines, he's going to end up going to a really good team. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. So no one's coming back. We'll probably get Frank Kaminsky back, to be <laughs> honest. What about but Czech? It's not too bad. What about Czech Diallo? Czech will be gone. Think so? Yeah, I think so. Gosh, you just know. I like Czech Diallo too. I liked him. He had God, a I love games. this team this year. This sucks. I'm, it does I'm really suck. pissed that this season didn't end the way that I wanted it to because this team was so much fun to watch. Yeah, well, it didn't end for like anybody. Yeah, exactly. Team, so. But I mean, especially for the Suns, we haven't had anything to look forward to in five years. And again, we probably weren't going to make the playoffs, but we were still going to, it was still a fun team to watch. Yeah. So, but I, I would say out of that list, Javon Carter's who I'd like to stay. I wish that Dario would, but we'll probably be stuck with a good old Frank Kaminsky there. All right. Our last Ask Us Anything question is what is the greatest sports movie of all time go 
This is actually a recent one I just watched. Is Field of Dreams. I haven't seen that ever till this last year. So I'm going to go with that. That's wow. a sports movie, right? Hell yeah, that is. Yeah. I never hear anybody talk about it. Really? Yeah. Everyone's going through their list of sports movies. I never hear Field of Dreams. Oh my gosh. It's one of the greatest sports movies of I all love time. It. Maybe I'm not listening to anything. I think I just had a dream about that stuff. So never mind. If you but, build uh, it, you, it, they will come. It's it's great. And the, what's really cool is next year they're going to actually have a game there. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, they're supposed At to do the it site. this season. Yeah. But they've, they've had to move it. Yeah. Okay. So you know me. I love movies. So I could do an entire podcast on this question. What is the greatest sports movie of all time? For me, you know, I had asked myself a few questions first. What is going to be the basis of my choice? Is it the fact that the story was very well written? Is it the fact that the story itself was really good? Was it Was it because of an emotional connection? So... I had to do a top five for this. So, I mean, I'll get to my number one, but I had to do a top five. And even with the top five, I had to do some honorable mentions. So, honorable mentions for Love of the Game. You ever seen that one? No, I actually never seen that one. That is a fantastic movie, baseball movie. Kevin Costner pitching for the Detroit Tigers. Billy Chappell, the end of his career, going into Yankee Stadium. And then that movie's or that story's coinciding with his memories of coming to New York and falling in love with Kelly Preston. So it all comes together, and he throws a no-hitter against the Yankees, which is your favorite team. Uh, so amazing movie. Did I see that movie? I don't know. I've, I've never sat with you and watched For Love of the Game holding hands. Uh, Rocky. Rocky's in there for me. Another great sports movie. Uh, Major League. Funny. Dodgeball. I'm going to consider that a sports movie. Dodgeball. T- Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights, yeah. Happy Gilmore. So any Will Ferrell movie where you went on that sports trend? Yeah, no, every sport. Semi, semi-pro. Uh, there's not a ton of great basketball movies. As no, I, there's not. As I was going through kind no, of the movies. you got to force yourself movies. into those. Space Jam, Hoosiers, White Men Can't Jump, Blue Chips, Teen Wolf, I guess. Like he plays basketball on Teen Wolf. Uh, he Got Game is probably my favorite basketball movie with uh, Denzel Washington and Ray Allen as Jesus Shuttlesworth. Like an NBA 2K, I always make a player called Jesus Shuttlesworth. Oh, yeah. In respect to that game. Uh, but no basketball movie made my top five. So here's my top five movies of all time, sports-based. Ready? Ali at number five. Never seen it. Fantastic movie. Got to watch that one with Will Smith playing Muhammad Ali. Nails it. Moneyball at number four. It's a good one. I love Moneyball. Really it's, good. It's, it's a great story. Uh, Brad Pitt's in it, and he's really good in it. And it's just it's interesting because that essentially changed the way that people started looking at baseball with the analytics. And this was a movie that captured that. Uh, number three is Remember the Titans. So Denzel Washington, again, it's one of those movies that's highly rewatchable. If it's on TV, I don't care where it's at in the movie. I'll stop and I'll watch that one. My number two movie is Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love Field of Dreams. It almost makes one makes you cry. It just takes, yeah, it, 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 it reminds you of why baseball is such a pure and beautiful sport. Yeah. That's probably one of the reasons you don't hear a lot of people talking about it anymore is because basketball and football have kind of overtake, overtaken baseball as the, the national pastime. And therefore, people don't really talk about baseball that much. If you go yeah. back and you watch this movie, you'll remember all the things that make you love baseball. I still enjoy baseball so much. I do too. Yeah. But I mean, there's a whole generation of people who just really don't. And my number one sports movie of all time is Rudy. Yep. That combines everything for me. It combines the well-written story. It combines the story itself, which is just that fight-back story, and then the emotional connection. I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. This movie came out right when I, yeah, I was at that perfect age of watching Notre Dame football. And I know that there's a lot of the movie that's you know fabricated. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if it's a fake story. 
it's a great movie to watch. It just motivates you, makes you want to you know fight against all odds and uh, come out better the other side. So that's my number one sports that's movie a good list, of man. all time. Thank you. I, Very good. You know me and my movies. I'll start talking uh, forever on those. I know you and you. <laughs> all right, what other questions do we have, Matthew? All right, so there is a, there's a question by Caleb Jacandy to the uh, Phoenix Suns Nation. He uh-huh. asked, so, what is the worst trade, in your opinion, that the Suns ever made? Ones that stuck out for him were the Barkley, Marion, and Thunder Dan trades. So this one I could answer, but I think this is something that we should do an entire My Top 3 podcast on. Yeah. Do I we, really do. I feel like we already did one, but maybe not. Well, not worst trades. We've done one the best trades of all time, but we've never done the worst trades. All right, let's save this one for a podcast. Let's save let's this one. I could do a whole deep dive into this yeah. one. So again, what are the worst trades, in your opinion, that the Suns have ever made? We're going to do an entire My Top 3 podcast on that one. Stay tuned. All right. Any other questions that we have? I got a, I got a few questions. Okay, break them down. All right, so Kelly Oubre was on a radio show. Um, he was with uh, Swaggy P. I don't know the radio show name. I'm sorry. I, uh, Should really, be. They actually talked about the Suns. It was really weird. He actually talked about um, their hot start, the pop-up tent, the Valley Boys. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, like, they got too hot too quick. They were 7-4. and four. Yep. They thought they were rock stars. They did the pop-up tent, the Valley Boys thing. That kind of went away. And everyone kind of even talked about how the Valley, the Valley Boys thing wasn't really talked about as much. Like mm-hmm. the, the actual um, brand itself wasn't really like they weren't selling anything. They did the pop-up tent once and that was it. So because they started sucking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what he talked about. He's, he just thought that they got too in over their heads with the whole thing. I completely they didn't, agree with that. They didn't earn it yet. He, he talked about having Monte as a coach, a great leader. Mm-hmm. He just said this, the guy is very humble. He's kind of just like their, their dad in a way, just yeah. like... They're a bunch of rowdy kids, kind of, but the, he's the great mentor for them. And also, too, like they, he even mentioned, they don't go out as much when they're on the road. To where you know they had a better road. Record. Oh yeah, yeah, they were better so, on the road. Yeah, so they would have like team team nights where they would get together and like sometimes play video games, do that's whatever. You know, Booker awesome. plays video games. Heck yeah, that's the way to do it right there. That develops. Yes. Did Did he talk about how uh, Monty Williams sucks at calling timeouts and his substitution oh, <laughs> no. strategy is I don't think dog you got shit? Into that. So my question though is like. My question is, is there a time in your life when you thought you were flying high and then all of a sudden you just quickly, quickly learned like the hard way that you're not as cool as you think and you hit rock bottom? Not rock bottom, but in a way you you come back down to earth quickly. This is funny. This is a good question. Being in the military, this was... Being in the military is like being a member of a, a team. It is. You're in your platoon. You're in your squad. And I think that being in the military you develop a certain swagger if you if you will especially when you're overseas and you really develop that camaraderie and then you come back home and you realize that you're not as cool as you thought you were right so here's a quick story on that when i was overseas i used to smoke newports and i used to drink smirnoff ices or Smir- they weren't even smirnoff ice it was like smirnoff black mm. okay which was like a smirnoff ice but just like a little toned down and then I come back home, and then everybody's making fun of me because I smoked Newports. Yeah. Everybody smoked like Marble Lights or Parliaments, and don't smoke people. It's bad for you. But again, I was smoking Newports, so and I, I thought it was cool because I was you know, smoking the menthol cigarette and then drinking. Everyone's drinking you know, like Natty Light and, and Bud Light, and here I am like smashing on Smirnoff Blacks. And it really was kind of like a come back to home to earth moment where I'm like, yeah, I'm in the Army. I'm cool. I did a year in Korea, and everyone's like, Dude, you're such you're so lame. <laughs> like, yeah, you think you're so cool. You're lame, dude. Get the shut up. So I mean, it, it's not really a good story of that, but yeah. I mean, it's just it was kind of one of those moments where you, it brought you back back down to earth, and you're like, oh yeah, 
I'm not cool. But is that a thing where like people just get jealous and kind of envious in a way sometimes of people? I don't know if that would be it. Well, but... they do when you're in the military because again, yeah. with the military, you have that swag and you kind of you're kind of a cocky son of a bitch. Yeah, and you gotta you, be. And when, you, you do, you do. And when you come back home and you're around your friends again, you're kind of cocky and you kind of think your shit don't stink. And then uh, this is one thing. This might might not apply, but like you go out to bars. And, you know, at 21, 22, 23, like I started going bald when I was like 19. So I'd be, I was kind of a cocky son of a bitch when we go out to bars. Uh, not in the aspect of trying to pick up girls. I've never gone to bars to pick up girls. This was never my thing. But like you'd be sitting there and you'd be talking to somebody and they'd ask you about, you know, what you do and you start talking about the military. Then you'd have a friend come by and just like flip your hat up and you're, you're like bald. You'd be talking to some <laughs> girl and she just like leaves. Oh, um, my friends are over here, you know. At like 23, like that was a real yeah. kick in the nuts to your ego. But I mean, I never really cared because, oh. again, I was like, I, I go to the bars with my friends to watch sports games. And yeah. they'd be sitting there like, dude, let's hit on girls. I'm like, <laughs> no, man, like I don't want to meet anybody at a bar. Yeah. There's no quality well, here. If they're there, they're there. Yeah. So, so. do you have a story? Not really a story. It's um, I just thought about this because I was like, it's good that Kelly admitted this that they were kind of flying high. Because I always had a question about that. I'm like, did they, did they think their shit doesn't? Well, I think that stink. we used to talk about that on earlier podcasts in the season where you're nobody yet, and the Suns would have yeah, those we games. Always about we that. always talked about that where it's like, who do you think you are to you come out against Memphis, who's a struggling team, and you just let them beat the shit that's out when of it you? Started. That's exactly yeah. when it started. Remember that Memphis game but we it, went to? Yeah. And that's that's what he's admitting here, which I love that. Well, I, be truthful yes, about it. Thank be you. Be real. Because now I'm like now now I feel closer to the team in a way mm-hmm. to where I'm like, yeah, these guys understand it because sometimes they don't. Yeah. No, sometimes hear, they continue. You don't to think hear about it until twenty stink. years later. Like, oh, that Suns team was great, but we got it in over our heads, mm-hmm. but we couldn't fix it because we didn't realize it. Well, ha- so half at least of, they mended it. Half of getting past any obstacle is having the ability to understand that a you have a problem and b that yes. that you need to fix it. And half the time, we feel like as fans, it's like, do they realize that their shit does stink? Like they're yes. a shitty team. You haven't done anything yet. Just because you started seven and four, you won fucking nineteen games last year. Yeah. Like you have to understand that there's every game's a struggle. But I think, yeah. Oh, sorry. But I think that's Monte though. I think Ma- even with Booker, where Booker was just like, I want to get stats, stats, stats. Mm-hmm. Monte came in telling like, if you're gonna be the greatest player ever, you gotta work even harder. Yes. And these stats don't mean shit unless you're winning. So yep. that's what he's instilling in this team, which is great. Um, the only story I have is just like when I was in a band. I feel like when we played, we always thought we were kind of cool. Hell I yeah. always thought we did. I always thought we were cool. But then, you know, you realize like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sometimes we suck on stage. And you would hear things about people shitty, thinking like, oh, you need a walk. new guitar player and stuff like that. And like, you really start thinking like, okay, I got to actually work on this. Mm-hmm. And But just stuff like that. But a lot of times like other bands wouldn't like us. I don't know because of who we are. They just thought we thought we were too cool, even though we sucked. So (laughs) so it was like that sucked because I always want to be friends with the bands because I I don't feel like I was a douche, but I always feel like they just looked at us and thought like, oh, these people play a different kind of music. Yeah. They're not really into it for the music. They just do it to hang out and drink and shit. Yeah. Which half and half for me, you Uh like to hang out, but also you like to play music. Um. The only thing is I wish we did work as hard as those bands because they can see it and we didn't see it. Yeah. But now I realize it. I mean, I realized it right after we broke up. It's like, you didn't work hard enough. Yeah. And that's what they've always, you can see it in their eyes. They they can tell you by just looking at you. So that's just one thing. Maybe I can go back and fix, mm-hmm. but you realize it after. You're like, oh yeah, we didn't work as hard as these other bands. Yep. Just like the Suns, man. Yeah. Just don't work it hard, as hard to win or just beat the shitty teams. Yeah. Yeah. What other questions you got? So I was watching the the Yankees. Uh, 
I forget. I think it was the 1957 World Series. Holy shit! Yeah, the, oh, 1952 World Series. Mickey, I was just looking up Mickey I don't Mantle. Know why. Yeah, yeah, Mickey Mantle. Yeah. And then you got Reggie. Reggie Jackson. No, not Reggie Jackson. <laughs> no. uh, Jackie Robinson with the Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Dodgers. Dodgers. Hell yeah! So I was watching that, watching part of it, and finish it. But uh, I was thinking, like, dude, this is so weird how long ago it was, even though it really wasn't that long. But I'm like, what if a guy or a woman walks in the door that's 200 years old? That lived back then, not 200 years old, but from 200 years ago. What would okay. you do? How freaked out would you be? How would they speak? Would it be weird? I don't know. Like, I would get freaked out and leave. What would happen? <laughs> this is a stupid question. <laughs> so so what exactly like, is the question here? The like, question, what, what would I do if somebody walked in who was, like, from 200 years ago? Or yeah. what would I do if I was yeah. the person who was 200 years? No, what would you do if they walked in? Oh, I'd just be like, hi, how are you? Um, um, there's a virus going on. Can you please leave? <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? What are you carrying? I don't know. I just thought it was weird because I always think like people that live back then, they're always smaller. Like the hundreds of years you go back, they're always smaller and smaller, smaller. I don't know how they would sound when they talk. Like, would they go? No, like, would they they'd, talk like that? <laughs> they'd be normal. Okay. I don't they'd, know. I get they'd freaked be, out. They'd be confused as fuck. Yeah. And you would, the first initial thing, you just, you talk to them like a normal human and then they would freak out because they're yeah. like, Hold on, where am I? What's that thing you're holding? And you're like, no, this is my phone. They're like, phone? Yeah. Like, they they wouldn't even know what a computer is if they're from 1952. Yeah, that would be weird. It's just old place, like time old churches travel, that are small. Time travel itself is an interesting thing. I caught yeah. myself the other day watching some YouTube videos about these supposed guys who came from like one guy from 2030 and he comes back. He's like, Trump's going to get reelected and all these things. Cause I remember watching these probably about a year ago. And it's a guy from 2030 who comes back and says, hey, here's what here's events that are going to happen uh, just to prove that I'm a time traveler. I was rewatching these videos because I wanted to see if he mentioned the coronavirus or some sort of pandemic, and he didn't. I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, it's always bullshit. But again, time travel is always something interesting. It is. I'm a huge Back to the Future nerd. In fact, there's a poster right up there of Back to the Future. And uh, I just I think it's really uh, an interesting concept. So if I went 200 years into the future... That's the other way to look at this question. If you went 200 years in the future, how do you think people would react to you? They'd probably stone me. No, that's if you went like 500 years in the past. Oh, yeah, no one true. stones anybody. <laughs> Maybe they do in 200 years. Who knows? All right, what other questions you got? Last question I got is, you saw the Rams logo? The yes, new one? yes. You didn't like it or did you like it? I did like it. I liked it too. I did too. I Why don't are know. they giving so much shit? Because every, it's so simple anything you fun. do nowadays is going to get trolled. That's what I was going to say. It's like everything gets trashed so quickly. So quickly. It's such a basic, simple logo. Just let it be. You don't want anything crazy like what the XFL did. Like no. everything the XFL did was just too much. It needs to be basic. Even That's when the, the NFL. Even basic. when the Chargers remade their logo two years ago. And everybody destroyed it because it looked too much like the Dodgers logo. Like it worked. A logo needs to be... It's L.A. Yeah. It needs to say the word L.A. Yeah. And it needs to somehow identify the team. It needs to be simple. And I thought yeah. that that was a nice little take where they took the L and then the A turned into the ram horn. And I thought that was a good looking logo. Good. I thought it looked then good. Eric Dickerson gets behind it like, no, here's some other ideas. You know, I think that like there's one listener who listens to this, the our podcast who does a great job of creating Suns logos and jerseys. And that's at Samford and Suns. And he does a great job. And I wish the Suns would take the time and look at some of those logos. But at the same time, like, they if they don't, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And again, I think that LA Rams logo is just fine. Yeah, it's fine. People what else do you want? I don't know. Where right now, it's terrible. Their whole uniform oh, thing yeah. is just disgusting. Oh, I hate it because they're, they still have, like, when they're on the road, they have the white jerseys that look like they're St. Louis 
when they're at home, they look cool because they're the old like 1976 yeah. Yeah, LA Rams yeah. jerseys. And so like they don't have an identity. And I knew that they weren't going to change their identity until they moved to the new stadium, too, which is yeah. this season. But again, it's whatever you put out on the internet, somebody's yeah. going to troll and trash it. I think it'll look good in that stadium. I think the whole Hell thing, yeah. the stadium and that logo and the colors and everything, it's going to look great. But I hope they don't change it because then, then what if they don't? people still don't like it? You're going to change Nobody's it Nobody's ever going to like anything. Don't change it. I mean, we we're, we got to stop trying to cater to the masses. Yeah. You know, anytime you make a decision, you're going to have people who support it and people who don't support it. And if we don't if we cater to the people who don't support it every time we'll never have fucking logos yeah that's true who are you i don't know it's the the color blue <laughs> the, the la rams what's their logo look like it's blue i don't know like that's about it I'm trying to think if i have any other questions for you on our ask us anything 3.0 podcast uh here's one why did you put six shots of espresso in the coffee you gave me today i'm fucking jittery are you jittery <laughs> oh yeah oh, that's what i always drink dude it's americano man <laughs> my god large americano i need to go have some food right now yeah you gotta eat some food i see you dude you're shivering <laughs> oh man freaking out man uh well that's it for our ask us anything podcast again thanks for submitting your questions to the suns report either via twitter at the suns report via facebook or at our email the suns report at gmail.com again my name is john i appreciate you taking your time and hanging out with us for a little bit uh that's all i have for this week i'm gonna go eat some food so thank you for listening this is matthew signing out i'm gonna say go home and love your family and we'll do better next time (laughs) all right take care